the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast and team specials galore. That is on the menu right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you go team by team, there is at least uh, a handful of very unique and creative Props that are out there for the season-long run in the NFL. Uh, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys yesterday and a thrice of selections that could potentially hit uh, the overall in a cash of plus 650 as the Cowboys are reported to training camp on Wednesday. So did the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lundy. And making the rounds was a svelte Big Ben, uh, who I think has been crushing just Michelob Ultras. Uh, this off season, uh, wearing a shirt that said different across the front and stacked up with different letters. I think I should get one of those and do it with nincompoop across my chest. But Ben looks like he's in great shape. He looks motivated. Uh, we'll see if it will yield any favorable results. And, you know, again, check it out. DraftKings Sportsbook on those team specials. One to catch my eye for the veteran quarterback. Big Ben over 3,900.5 pass yards and over 29.5 passing touchdowns at plus 300. Uh, And I say yes, I think he can absolutely achieve this. Uh, Again, looking at some of the prognosticators out there across fantasy land, uh, they've got Big Ben, and I've I've added another one from uh, Fantasy Football Today to go along with Mike Clay of ESPN and Jeff Ratcliffe of uh, the Rant Podcast, part of our Sawdust Podcast Network. And, you know, you look at Clay's got it projected for 43.25. Uh, JR, Mr. Ratcliffe, at 42.32. And the football today, guys, at 40.22. Uh, 29 touchdowns for fantasy football today. Clay's got it for 29 passing touchdowns, but Ratcliffe's got him for 30. So the only one just over and kicking old Captain Hook Yard to the curb here. With the weapons around him, and we're going to have a prop on Deontay Johnson here in the Fade Five. Him, uh, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Eric Ebron, uh, Ebron adding uh, Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris in the draft. I know there's question marks about the offensive line, but dude, I'm loving this wager. Uh, I'm all over this again at plus 300. Are you going to get seduced by the juice with me, my man? This is the fun one, Brad, because the number to me is the touchdown number. It's not the passing number. I think he gets the passing number yeah. and then some. Yeah. I think he pushes 4,100 yards. I really do, uh, especially with that 17th game. You look at last season, what, around 38, 3,915 games. Uh, so, yeah, give me a couple extras. Uh, him looking svelte. Uh, looks like maybe a juice cleanse. I don't know. Could have been uh, <laughs> could have been something like that. Maybe he's getting his leafy greens. Um, anyway, uh, the to me, the, the one that's going to decide whether this team special happens or not is that touchdown number. But I say yes. I say Big Ben does get to 30 touchdowns to go along with at least 4,000 yards. I think he crushes the yards number, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think it's the touchdown one that's going to be interesting. But I like this one a lot, especially at plus 300. Because of these two... I think he's going to be really damn close to the touchdowns. And so to me, getting that kind of payday at a three to one is worth the risk. All we need is that offensive line to just be serviceable. That's it. 
And Big Ben should cash again on the over 3,900.5 pass yards and 29 half passing touchdowns. Yeah, go ahead. I like like putting you on the spot real quick. How many of those passing touchdowns do you think will be Najee Harris? Do you think it's three? Do you think it's four? What do you think? Uh, I think it's exactly a handful. I think he gets five receiving touchdowns. I think Najee Harris is going to be a double-digit touchdown contributor from the get-go. I think it's like nine on the ground, uh, four to five through the air, and what will be a banner first-year campaign. Love it. Love it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I just like to quantify that stuff because obviously there's some props out there on Harris as well, or people may be, you know, starting to schedule their fantasy drafts, stuff like that. I just wanted to put you on the spot, see what you were thinking. Oh, dude, you know I love me. Some Najee Harris. I also love tequila, so bartender on this hashtag tequila Thursday. Pour me another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, as promised, and this is the subject of today's Twitter poll question. If you want to go pole dancing with us, uh, grind on a brass pole, uh, submit your two cents right now on Deontay Johnson over under six and a half touchdowns this season. You can submit your vote at Noisy Huevos. I will reveal the results at the end of the pod, along with some of your comments. So, Lundy, my side of the ledger on this, give me the under at minus 125. Pulled that one from BetMGM. You look at Deontay Johnson, who's a target's hog last season. 144 looks. That was 9.6 per game. Uh, but a lot of those came between the 20s. He only had 11 red zone targets and was wide receiver 85 and end zone target percentage yes he had the seven touchdowns last season two years ago he had five tds but i think he's going to split the difference here and have exactly six touchdowns knowing all the mouths to feed that big ben has and the aforementioned Najee harris potentially as a safety valve out of the backfield chase claypool in his sophomore season juju smith schuster eric ebron and pat fryermuth the tight end rookie out of penn state Mike Clay's got him projected for six. Jeff Ratcliffe's got him projected for six. Fantasy football today's got him projected for six. Uh, Maybe that's a sign of the devil, but I think it's a sign of cold, hard cash. So for me, six is indeed the number spot on. That is why I'm on the under Deontay Johnson six and a half touchdowns this season. Fade or follow. Yes, I will follow because I like that half dozen number. I think there's a reason everybody's pegging the number that is right smack in the middle of what he's done uh, with the last two seasons. I feel like he's going to be right there. He does live between the 20s. He's very valuable to this team, especially with those targets. But he is valuable in getting them down to the red zone. And then those opportunities start to spread out. And I do think, Brad, that they will get creative about the guy we were just talking about, and that's Najee Harris. So by the time you get down to the red zone, even if there are some occasional targets for him inside the 20s, I think some of uh, the opportunity is going to be taken away by what Harris can do because he's so electric uh, that I think that's going to hurt Deontay Johnson's opportunity to get into the end zone. I think some of those touchdowns uh, that he's going to get of the six could be the variety of, you know, catch it at the 35 and take it the distance, that kind of thing. Uh, So I I think that he's not going to get the red zone. And because of that, I've got to agree with you and take the under on this. I think he finishes right at six. Solid number for you from a fantasy play, but not for this bet. Makes sense. Some pennies in Pittsburgh take the under on Deontay Johnson touchdowns. Number four. Moving on, uh, let's stay in the Keystone State and let's talk about uh, the other team there, the Philadelphia Eagles. And we got a little bit of news yesterday, Lundy, that Zach Ertz may not actually get traded. You know, that was the prevailing belief of this entire offseason, that he had played his last snap for this franchise, which he's played for his entire career. But that may not be the case. He's got uh, one year left on his contract at $8.5 million, And unless he gets cut, which I guess is still a possibility, 
uh, toward the end of August, uh, he may wind up uh, being the second fiddle behind this gentleman, Dallas Goddard. Uh, in the tight end pecking order this season for Jalen Hurts and company. So, you know, this may sway your belief one way or the other, but I still believe that Dallas Goddard is going to cash on the over 60.5 receptions at minus 115. This one available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, you look at some of the projections that are out there. Now, Mike Clay, including Zach Ertz on roster, has got Dallas Goddard forecasted for 63 catches. Ratcliffe, also with Ertz on roster, was 64. And you look at Jalen Hurts last season when these two guys were on the field together. It was just a three-game sample size. Uh, but Goddard had 11 catches over those three games. He's doing the man, carry the one, extrapolate over 17. That's 62.3 receptions. So, and you got to remember too that Hertz was dead last last season among eligible quarterbacks and adjusted completion percentage. So, hopefully, the experience gained uh, by the young quarterback with him, you know, stepping to the forefront to be the main man this season will only benefit everybody across the board, and most especially, especially Dallas Goddard, who's one of the better field stretchers up the seam at the tight end position in the NFL. So I think it's going to be right around 65 catches, similar to where uh, my industry colleagues have him projected this year. Fade or follow Dallas Goddard over 60.5 catches at minus 115. You're going to give me the season-long bet sweats, dude. That's just, you know, I... Uh... Going to be pulling up in all the wrong places, Lundy. Yeah, exactly. And and obviously he had that uh, he had that really kind of minor fracture in his ankle that cost him a few yeah. games last year. Yeah. He basically missed the entire month of October, then came back. Um, it, I, I think he can do this. I'm going to follow. I think he can do this. This is probably not a season long one that I would do. That I would tie it up just because um, of the fact that I think you've got a little bit of a question with Ertz. Yes, I know Goddard can be the guy, but I think you've got a question about what that tight end room is going to look like. Um, so I, I like the over on this, but I think this is going to be so damn close. I think this is a really well set number, um, but he's absolutely got the skill set to be able to do it. And if he can stay on the field, no injuries, nothing funky like that, like that the, the kind of thing that had him miss uh, the games that he missed last season. If that can happen, he is going to be a stud. Stock up on the gold bond, Lundy. You're going to need it. Number three. All right, stick it with our season-long player props in the NFL. Uh, let's talk about one of the Ballyhooed rookie quarterbacks. Uh, no, I'm not going to throw out Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Let's talk Zach Wilson, shall we, of the New York Jets. And I am going to take the over in a very unsavory category here, Lundy interceptions and the line at 13 and a half uh, it's juiced a little bit high on the over at minus 130 but not high enough or too rich for my blood this one available at DraftKings Sportsbook like Ike Wilson's going to be anywhere between 525 and 550 pass attempts this season and you know if the New York Jets Pass blocking does not significantly improve, and adding Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Vera Tucker should uh, you know only help. Uh, they're in the trenches, but they were number thirty-one in pass blocking efficiency last year. Yeah, Wilson enters a league with an accuracy label. Uh, he was a guy that has all field strength. He can throw the ball and twirl it in every single direction on the money and on time. He had a 72.7 completion percentage last season for the BYU Cougars. Uh, and you look at some of the prognosticators that are out there. Uh, Mike Clay and Jeff Ratcliffe both have him exactly at 13. So Captain Hook, you are in their favor, not so much in mine. 
Fantasy Football Today, however, has him forecasted for 15 interceptions. I think the truth is smack dab in the middle. I think it's going to be 14 picks for Wilson this season. Um, throwing the pill to, you know, not so exciting wide receiver core and Corey Davis. Denzel Mims has already had some of the struggles. I do like Elijah Moore quite a bit, and we'll see if Jamison Crowder winds up on this roster uh, when the final cutdowns come down here at the end of August. But in the end, I think it's 14, possibly 15 INTs for the guy that looks like a maitre d' at your local Chili's restaurant uh, with that baby face, Zach Wilson. So, fade or follow, Zach Wilson over 13 and a half picks in his inaugural campaign. Yes, I like this number. I'm sorry, man. Those rooks, you make mistakes. It just happens. And then you add in the fact that I think there are some questions about this uh, wide receiving core as well. So, yes, I think he's destined to get up over this number. And folks that are uh, subscribers to the podcast, first of all, little hat tip. Thank you very much. You know, uh, you know that we have talked about the prop that's out there for the player to throw the most interceptions over the course of the season. Brad and I both thought that uh, Jared G- Goffel uh, was going to be uh, high on that list at eight to one. You can get Zach Wilson at nine to one mm. to lead the league in interceptions. So just throwing a little extra spice on top of this particular pick in today's pod that if you like that over, but if you really think he's going to struggle right out of the gate in his rookie campaign, that's another bet you might want to stack to go with this stay tuned for my top picks of the day in major league baseball plus bonus time including an olympics pick yes number two all right let's go to the diamond and let's talk a little west coast action here the oakland a's traveling to the great northwest and uh release the kraken i don't know if you saw the jerseys those are pretty damn sweet uh although sean kemp could barely fit in his uh what was that like a kid's extra large that they were trying to stop our uh, our our good buddy uh former nfl linebacker chad brown would call that a schmedium <laughs> yeah yeah man that uh that was not very uh becoming uh of a uh shirt for one sean kemp but anyway i digress and and by the way marshawn lynch uh, for all the pick announcements moving forward in every sport Period of the story. Yes. Man is a joy boy, uh, boy. to American society. Uh, what, a, what a gift we have been given to Marshawn Lynch. Uh, and hopefully the Oakland A's are going to give me a gift in my bank account tonight. I am taking the under four and a half runs against the Mariners at minus 120. Pull this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. We look at Chris Flexen. Uh, he has uh, certainly been, you know, exposing a bulging bicep on the mound here uh, of late. A guy with a 1.77 ERA over his last 45.2 innings pitch with just a 1.77 walks per nine. The last time he faced the Oakland A's on 6-2, he did give up five earned runs. But again, since then, uh, he has been masterful on the mound. Now, the A's have gone over this four and a half runs total in four or six matchups against Seattle this season, but they have just a 668 July OPS. So, Flexen's fiery digits combined with Oakland's weak bats here in recent efforts says the under on four and a half runs should be cash money. Fade or follow? I will fade you mm. good sir uh but it's also just one of those tyg kind of things you you every now and then folks listen to the pod know that brad likes to talk about numbers which is weird because he's terrible at math uh but <laughs> at the same time uh sometimes you just sit back and go mm, not really feeling that one uh so i'm actually going to fade you on this one i think oakland can cross the plate five times oh all righty then we will agree 
to disagree, my man. Number one. All right, last but certainly not least, let's get crazy with the cheese whiz. It's Tequila Thursday after all, and let's smash a two-leg pitcher strikeout parlay here, Lundy. Give me the over on Matt Moore, the Philadelphia Phillies, just three and a half strikeouts, and give me the under on Blake. Ooh, uh, not so good snelling. Uh, Mr. Snell, under six and a half Ks. Uh, tonight going up against Miami. Matt Moore facing the Atlanta Braves. Uh, and Atlanta, middle of the pack in terms of strikeout rate over the last 30 days, ranking number 15 in Major League Baseball. You know, Matt Moore this season, 8.25K per nine. He's been over in four of seven games started. I mean, the biggest question for him is just can he get to the fifth inning? Uh, because he's only done it once, I believe, in his last three turns in the rotation. Yes, and Atlanta has a 752 OPS against left-handed pitchers this season, but it's just three and a half strikeouts, man. I think he can get to four tonight, so that's why I'm going to take the over there. And then as it goes for Snell, uh, the under six and a half Ks at Miami. Yes, the Marlins are number two in strikeout percentage in Major League Baseball over the last month. Uh, but they have just a 671 OPS versus left-handed pitchers as well. But Snell has been under this in five consecutive starts, Lundy. He's pitching more to contact, and walks have been an issue. He has a 16-16 to strikeout-to-walk split here over his last five turns in the rotation. Uh, no bueno, my man. So in the end here, I think the under 6.5 Ks uh, will be the cash money for Snell. The over on Matt Moore, three and a half Ks. Both of those hit plus 171. Let's make it rain. Fade or follow. Oh, you got me a juice. 171? Yes, I'm in. Uh, right. Here's the funny part uh, with with uh, with Matt Moore. Man, how many times do I have to kind of step back, like put down my mobile device when I see strikeout props at three and a half? Because there's so many times I'm like, oh, man, come on. He's a major league pitcher. He's got to be able to get four. And then I go back and look at a box score after the game, and I go, wow, he had two. That sucks. Yeah, because he uh, went like four innings. <laughs> That's right. the problem. Those are the things that get me when the strikeout props are sitting at three and a half, is you just got to be worried about when that hook happens. But I like this one. I like the juice on it. You're right. Snell, not so great uh, over uh, uh, previous starts. So, yeah, let's, pa- let's pound these two together. Let's get ourselves a plus 171. I like it. All right, let's make some more. More cash money tonight, hombre. It's bonus time. What else you got on your card? Let's start whacking balls with sticks, shall we? Yeah. Uh, here is, uh, Brad, this is a three-player hit prop. So all I need is one hit out of each of these three guys. Um, and I think they've all got favorable matchups in their uh, in their games going on today. Give me Max Muncy to get a hit. Mm. Give me Nolan Arenado to get a hit. Mm. And let's stick with the all-star theme. Give me Fernando Tatis yes. to get a hit. If all three of those guys, all I need is a single hit out of each one of them. I've got a plus 185 and a two-legger for you. Uh, let's go in back to Cali. Give me Oakland and, Dod- and the Dodgers both. Uh, on the money line, I managed to put those two together, and now I've lost my number, and I can't remember what it is. But I'm taking <laughs> Oakland and the Dodgers, and I'm putting them both together. There you go. Uh, it's probably plus juice. Oh, it's plus odds. I yeah. just hear you. You talk for a minute, and I'll find it because I've got it written down somewhere in this pile of garbage at my desk. All right, I got a couple of extra bonus times here as well. Let's go to the Cubs Cardinals series here, one of the greatest rivalries in Major League Baseball, and I'm fading living daylights out of my Northsiders. Give me Kwong Hoon Kim. Over four and a half strikeouts for the Redbirds. Uh, one Kim faced uh, the Cubbies back on July 10th. 
Six innings pitch, zero earned, one walk, seven strikeouts. So absolutely obliterate the over in the proposed four and a half Ks here the second time around. He's only been over this number in six of 16 starts this season, but no team in Major League Baseball has a higher K rate over the last month than my Cubby striking out at a prolific 27.1% clip. Plus, they have just a 6.78 OPS since the All-Star break. Elsewhere, let's go. Uh, you know what? I'll work in one more baseball, then we're going to go to the Olympics. Give me Xander Bogart to score a run. Minus 115 at BetMGM going up against Jordan Montgomery. A dude, he has dominated in his career. Nine for 19 at the dish against Montgomery. He's also got a 448 batting average against the Yanks this season with nine runs in 29 at-bats. So Bogarts, I believe, will cross the plate tonight at minus 115. And yes, the Olympics are getting underway. Uh, some of the events, I think, have already started. Yes, uh, Lundy is going to be the torchbearer. Uh, that oh, did I just spoiler? Uh, was that spoiler alert? I didn't know you were in Tokyo. <laughs> I pictured myself running through the stadium and then just tripping and like setting something on fire. Dude, that would be my uh, my biggest fear. Like, it would be such an honor to be a torchbearer. You know, as the as the you know, torch is making the rounds across Europe and really the entire world, and I would be that guy that would get it. And, like, fall over a guardrail and plummet to my death. (laughs) It'd be that or I'd be responsible for, like, a a wildfire somewhere in California. You know, like, I just, like, I stopped to take take a break. I put it down. Things are burning. I had to pee. I had to pee. I'm sorry. I needed two hands. I I didn't mean to distract you. Go right ahead. Uh, Anyway, give me Espana to medal in men's basketball at plus 110. You look at Spain, they've had a lot of success in the Olympics, man. Uh, they medaled in 2008, 2012, and 2016. You got a pair of Hernan Gomez uh, on roster, and the biggest key in my estimation is Ricky Rubio. Is uh, one of the better facilitators in the NBA. And guard play, typically in these kind of formats, reigns supreme, and Espana certainly has it. So I think Spain is going to be on the medal stand, plus 110. Yeah, let's lock that sucker in. And whatever you do, just fade the United States. Minus 320, uh, given, <laughs> given all the issues that Team USA has had, I don't know if they're going to get their shit together in time uh, to actually have a meaningful Olympics there across the Pacific. Uh, yes. What else you got for me, London? Oh, I just was going to tell you, speaking of getting your shit together, uh, I found it. It's a plus 168 if you want the A's and Dodgers. All right. Uh, Tonight with uh, Walker Bueller, Bueller, Bueller on the mound. So, all right, I hey, absolutely love it. Great call there. Hey, we got some poll results. Poll results here uh, before we get out. Deontay Johnson again over or under six and a half touchdowns this season. Uh, the under minus one twenty five. The over a plus one hundred five. We've got three hundred thirty one votes submitted. Fifty nine point eight percent say over on that total. G Blake says. Can I just wait a few weeks to see how Big Ben's arm looks? Yeah, you can absolutely do that, G. Blake. Uh, Andy Berman said this is really hard this year on all prop bets through the additional game. Amen. And ADP on Twitter adds, my guess is that he cannot possibly get as many targets as he had last year. So consequently, the number of TDs will go down. So he is on the under. That is a wrap for us here on the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly... And as always, until next time, feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.